You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 370 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with Gina Malusha. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? What have you been up to this week? What have I been up to this week? It's been a bit rainy where I am in Sydney, so Mm -hmm. it's a bit of you know, a bit of indoors time, a bit of getting intimate with Netflix. Um, <laughs> I watched Tick, Tick, Boom, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, and, you know, just kind of chugging along and getting through my to-do list. How about you? Well, we've just re- like very recently come out of a very, very long lockdown. So I'm yeah. making up for lost time. So I was down uh, at a friend's beach house this weekend, and um, mm. I got to I got to test out my fire building skills that I've learned because I've been <laughs> binging a show called Alone, which for and I promise you this is a photography podcast you've tuned into. Don't freak, <laughs> but but um, any of you who are starting a business and going through the trials and tribulation of growing that business, I recommend this show. It's got nothing to do with photography, but it's basically where um, the contest is where they fly 10 contestants to a remote location. It's not Survivor because you're on your completely on your own. There's no mm. crew looking after people and they have to survive in these remote wilderness locations. They have to build shelter and what you notice is it's the people that have um, the right mindset that are going to survive. Mm-hmm. And it's just like doing anything. It's all you've got to you've got to overcome yourself, right, to be successful. So there's going to always be hurdles that are thrown in your way. But it's the people that just keep going, that just get up every day and they're not projecting five years into the future or mm-hmm. even five weeks into the future that tend to do really well in life and in these contests, but I am just obsessed with all the skills that I've learned. So I think if I was ever, you know, finding myself in a remote location, I think I might be able to survive a couple of days, but I can definitely build a fire now. So I was like obsessed obsessed with the fire building and it's like, oh, you get the bark, you get the bark. That's the kindling. That's what you need. And I was building these massive fires, even though it was possibly too warm to be building fires. (laughs) Um, I was obsessed by that. So since it's like a week before it's summer. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So um, great to get out and, uh, you know, be be seeing people again. And uh, yeah, it's just been really fantastic. Brilliant. Brilliant. And what's been happening with the gold community? Oh, so we did our AMA, Ask Me Anything this week. And uh, we had a whole heap of people from all over the world. And um, we covered so many great topics. It's great to see everyone and chat and catch up. And, you know, we covered everything from Photoshop to planning people's lighting for future shoots to um, 
dilemmas people were having with their business or even um, mm-hmm. buying gear. One of the subjects I think I'll turn into a, a podcast episode because I thought it was such a good question. But it, yeah, it was a, a great day. Um, love my goldies. Yeah. And if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about the gold community, have a listen to this. This podcast is brought to you by the gold community. One of the things I love is mentoring the incredible photographers who are in my gold community. I recently asked Richard Howes about the many ways being a gold community member has improved his photography. I guess the gold community's really helped and supported me to um, develop my skills and experience. It's given me a lot more uh, confidence in being able to shoot photos in manual mode. I've learned so much about lighting and composition. You're always there for us. Uh, It's like having a coach on your side who's really um, giving you a a boost and um, helping hand. I love how the gold community also covers a wide range of uh, photographic genres. So you get exposed, which helps broaden one's knowledge and experience. Since joining the gold community, it's given me much more confidence and uh, ability to take good portrait shots. I'm looking at the moment to build on my my lighting. No, look, I've, I've been a member of the gold community for a few years and uh, I never stopped learning uh, about lighting, composition, and how to take better photos. So if you're a photographer and looking to uh, improve your skills and experience, don't hesitate in joining the gold community because it offers a wealth of uh, resources. I just think it's a great um, coaching resource. You can only improve your photography and um, get better at the craft if you join the Gold Community. If you'd like to find out more about the Gold Community, head to ginamilitia.com and click on Memberships. All right, so who is our guest this week, Gina? Well, this week we chat to longtime friend of the podcast, longtime listener. Mm. This particular guest started listening at episode two. What's wrong with episode one, by the way? Anyway, <laughs> started. <laughs> Is there anyone out there who has started from episode one? Yes, but long time. Yeah, let us know. Friend of the podcast, Brian Becknell, who yeah. we all know and love. We've talked about him often on the show. What I love about Brian's portrait photography and his event photography, and it's always been the case, is his work oozes authenticity with every single pixel. And um, I think that it's his his love of seeing the beauty in everyone he, he sees. It translates into these authentic mm. and relaxed portraits. So we covered yeah. a whole heap of topics. It was so great to chat with him. So... We talked about how he started out on his photography journey. <laughs> we talked about, um, you know, the workshops and ed- education that he's undertaken in that time. Uh, the first moment he realised that he could probably start a side hustle. And then, yeah, I think he's, yeah, very talented because he's, you know, he did have a day talented. job as well, you know, yes, or does have a day job yes, as yes. well, at, but it, it was doing photography on the side and um, has, and I've, I remember because he's been, he, as you say, he's been following us for and, and listening to the podcast for quite some time. And I remember seeing his shots a few years ago or a couple yep. of years ago and just thinking this is awesome and he's yeah. just branched out further and further into into his photography and I love it. So, yeah, what else? Sorry, Gina. Yeah, so he's, he, he like I really broke down what it is, you know, he does um, to create that atmosphere where you can shoot those 
uh, relaxed and authentic um, and, and often intimate mm. portraits. And he has a real knack of connecting with people. So we work through that. He's so and, relatable. Yeah. He's so nice. You know, we also talked about like, you know, learning to read the cues that clients give you. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, which much to Brian's surprise, we workshopped the next couple of years for him and how mm-hmm. and create a timeline uh, for Brian to niche down. Niche is Australian. <laughs> yes. And or niche Northern down, Hemisphere yes. listeners, it's niche. Okay. So yes. same word, but we say niche throw it mm-hmm. into your conversation. I think um, the day the podcast comes out is Thanksgiving um, for our, um, you know, uh, North American listeners. So if you're celebrating uh, Thanksgiving, why don't you throw niche out there <laughs> instead of niche? Um, yeah, because we rhyme it with quiche. It's quiche, niche. Mm. We yeah. think we're right, but anyway, um, <laughs> prove us wrong. Um, yeah, so, so we actually workshop. Um, a two-year timeline for for because I think that uh, he should actually be focusing on the beautiful work that you see on this this month this week's cover art and also in the um, the blog that that is absolutely beautiful. So we talk about that and um, Brian, you know, becoming the photographer that he always dreamed of. So shall we have a listen? Yep, let's have a listen to Brian Becknell. <laughs> Brian Becknell, welcome to the show. How are you? I am good. It's so great to be here. This is exciting. I'm excited to chat to you. Before we start, one question I always ask my guests, where in the world are you? I am in Orlando, Florida, the home of the mouse. Excellent. Do you have any connection (laughs) with the mouse? Do you know the mouse? I've been there. It's a beautiful part of the world. I happen to work for the mouse. You work for the mouse. I do. That's this my, is so my day exciting. job, my corporate gig, corporate wow. sponsor. Wow, right? you work for the mouse. What a big deal. So um, you've had a, uh, a corporate sponsor for a long time and you've been growing your photography business on the side, not afraid to play the long game and not afraid to now you're starting to uh, really niche down in your photography. You've also been a um, avid listener of the uh, podcast. Did you start at Ep One or Ep Two way back when? I think it was. I think it was two. Wow. I think it was two. Yeah. And you've stuck Long, with a little little while ago. What inspires a boy from Florida to listen to a couple of Aussies crapping on about <laughs> photography? How does that work? Oh my God, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> Well, I was listening to, at the time, I was listening to another um, podcast um, that became a really large, large, um, multifaceted kind of organization, but they became so focused on gear yeah, and the technical side of things. Um, And then they they started bringing in um, a bunch of other experts that just focused on the gear. And it was around that time that I was searching for on the podcast app, um, looked searching for photography and there's, so you want to be a photographer? I do. Let me see what this is. And, and that was it. I was hooked from, from the first moment. Well, we're delighted that you stuck with us and um, I've loved working with you. You've been a Goldie since uh, I think you're a founding uh, member as well. And um, so you've been a Goldie for a, a long time. I think you had a little break, but you came back, which I'm thrilled by as well. Um, 
how did, did you get how did you get started in photography? Has this been something that's been a lifelong passion? What what was what inspired you to to start being a photographer? Oh wow! If it gets too long of a story, just interrupt me. No, we love these stories. <laughs> um, it it was actually um, 2012, um, July of 2012. Um, I was out at a, um, a social event at a theater and there was um, a large oak tree with moss hanging down and the sun was shining through. And I lifted my cell phone at the time and I took a picture and something sort of clicked in me. Um, and at the same time, my youngest daughter um, was using a, an older camera and was taking a lot of street photography. Um, and, and there was something fearless about her, her expression in photography. And it was just inspiring to me. Um, but leading, leading up to all that moment, 2012, um, I, I didn't have any of my own hobbies. I didn't have anything that was my own except wow. for work and, and the kids and, um, and just everything was all, you know, kind of like stress related. Um, not a lot of outlets, no, no creative expression, really. Um, so then when I snapped that photo um, of an oak tree um, at, the, at the theater, um, I just decided I'm going to give this a shot. So July 22nd, 2012, I went to the uh, large electronics store mm. and bought my camera um, and have not looked back. Um, it's just, it's just been that, that much of a passion, um, has grown wow. from it. That's fantastic. And it's amazing that you went through like uh, an entire lifetime practically without having a hobby and just being immersed in, in work and family, um, without that outlet. So it must've been really beautiful to have something else to throw your life into. How, how did that feel when you discovered photography? Did you just jump in and it was just became an obsession? It, it, it really did. Once I got over the, the fear of the technicals, fear of how to use the camera, um, did a lot of, a number of, um, local workshops, right. like, you know, two or three hour in the afternoon kind of workshops just to get the, the how to's part of it. Um, and then, you know, I, I remember that, oh my God, right after that first workshop, I went outside and I took a picture of a mushroom. <laughs> and it was like, this is really cool. Yeah, and right. I took a picture of water fountains. And yeah. um, it just, it really did. Um, it ignited something in me that I did not know existed. Um, it, I discovered photography, but there was something that it felt like it was always there. Yes. And it was just waiting for me, um, waiting for the, the mind to, to clear a bit or to have space um, to, to, to express creatively. It was waiting. So, so with the, the workshops, they were one-on-one or small groups. And, um, how, how did you, how did you find those workshops in terms of, were you learning how to shoot manual or what were they teaching you at that, at that stage? Um, they were small groups. Um, I think that first one was, uh, purely in a, in a small classroom and they were probably 10 to 12 of us. Um, really at the same levels. Um, how do we turn it on? And how do we, what does this dial, what does this dial mean? Um, and then, and from, from there, I, I started like maybe doing some Google searching or YouTube searching for how do you shoot this and how do I do that? And 
um, I was on aperture priority mode right. for probably the first year. Right. I mean, I just, it was, it was creating some beautiful images yeah. at my level, you know? Um, and it wasn't until listening through your, through our, your podcast, that's right. like our, through your podcast, <laughs> <That's so> um, <laughs> <cute>. <laughs> encouraging us to, to get off manual mode that, I mean, get off of, uh, auto, um, that's when I started really exploring there's more to this camera than I'm, than I'm using it for. Um, there's more creativity, there's more control that I can have over it. Um, so then I started focusing on, um, training that would get me to that level. Right. Um, and of course the podcast and then the Goldie, um, was a part of all that. And, and how did it feel when you, um, discovered the, 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 that, that, uh, working in, in manual mode, what was that like coming out of shooting in auto? How did that feel? It's a, um, oh gosh, it's a level of control, but, but really abil the ability to express creativity to really, to, to know that I am the one I am creating this image. It's not the camera anymore. It's, yeah. it's, it's me. It's what I'm seeing. Um, it's me looking at light, me looking at, at express, if I'm working on a client with a client, um, uh, a human client or a dog client, um, you know, it's me looking at them and, and deciding how I want the image to look. Um, so the empowerment that comes from shooting in manual is it's, it's every, every time I pick up my camera now, it's just, it's me. Um, yeah, and and that's incredible. That's an incredible feeling. And and at the point where you pre-visualizing the shot, like when you started shooting in manual mode, did you have an idea in your mind's eye? And it's interesting. I thought everyone had a mind's eye that they would get visuals. Not everyone does. Just like not uh, everyone has an inner monologue, which was it's strange to me because mine's going all day long, and I see pictures. <laughs> And I have an inner monologue, but not everyone. So do you have uh, that inner monologue and do you have that um, those images in your mind's eye and is it something that you pre-visualize your image before you're shooting it? Um, I do have I – will, I will admit to the inner dialogue and quite often it's, <laughs> um, it's an imposter syndrome. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so then I have to talk back to it and say, shut the hell up. You're, right, yes. Shut, shut up. Good. Um, you're not, you know, you're not, uh, you don't belong here because yeah. I can do this. Correct. Um, but then with the, with the pre-visualizing the shot, I do, um, I do, especially with working with clients, um, with, with, in portrait work, I should say. Um, I, I want, I want to, I'm looking at the background. I'm saying, what do I want that background to be? What do I want the feel of this image to be? And I'm, and it's in, it's kind of very quick, right? You're looking yep. at all of it at the same time. And it yep. just, I decide, um, right then I can, I can dial in the, um, the aperture to make the depth of field better, um, to create the kind of image that I'm envisioning. Fantastic. At what point did you decide, Hey, I can do something with this. I can, I can maybe start a side hustle. When did you just, when did you decide, was there a moment, was there a shoot when you're like, Hey, I can do this. I wish I could. I wish I could quote the 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 day or the year, uh, but um, I'm going to say somewhere around. So I started in 12. So I'm going to say somewhere around 14 or 15. 
um, maybe a little, maybe, maybe 2014. Yeah. I photographed my first client and he's, he was, he's, he's just a normal person. He's not a, he's not a model. You know, right. he's not, he's not a celebrity. He's not just a model. Regular. He's just a, yeah. a, a regular friend of mine. And, and when I, when I showed him the images, he was shocked. And he said, I've never, I've never seen myself look like this. I, I don't, it wasn't like, there wasn't like an over edited image. It's just like, I just don't see myself the way you saw it, wow. the way the light is hitting my, my face. And it's, I, I, he was, you know, kind of speechless and that, not only shooting and, and working with him and then showing him the images afterwards, it really ignited this, this love that I want to capture people and show them a side that they don't often see. That it's not a selfie. It's not, it's not just you looking in the mirror. It's, it's how someone else might see you and, and perhaps even a little brighter, a little lighter, or that moment when when you're off slightly off guard and you capture it yeah you know they're they they don't see that they don't you know that's that's nanoseconds they don't know that's happening but if i can capture that and i can show them this is some beauty this is beauty that i see when i capture um that when that happened for me um it it really changed everything um and i've been i've been thinking about the the side hustle uh, becoming a full-time leap for a number of years yeah. and um, you know, and life has happened. And then, you know, of course, then we have the pandemic and yeah. um, confidence <laughs> lack thereof. <laughs> um, but now it's, there's a, there's a date, there's a date in mind that I'm really, I'm really targeting um, to make the, take the full-time. And I feel the fire in you as well. It's um, that's stepped up as well. Do you think Brian, am I right? Yes. The confidence yes. as well? Yes. Mm. I want to go back There's... and just chat about how um, this connection and this um, this ability that you have to put people at ease, I think it's, I think it's partly your personality because I've seen this in your photos from day one, but I think that's also something that as your confidence develops, this, this also grows and it's, I think it's probably – um, one of your greatest skills has this always been something that you like seeing the seeing everyone in the best light is that a part of your personality well first thank you very much that's oh, incredibly welcome. kind to say <laughs> um, honestly I do think that it is um, yep. well long before I had the camera um, Maybe it's raising three girls. I don't know where ah, it, where it started from, but let's talk about um, that. So raising the girls, <laughs> because that's a landmine in it. You know, so many landmines raising girls, because there's all these issues about self esteem and body issues yeah. and things like that. And so you want to raise these girls and boys. We want to raise them to be confident, but we don't want them to be full of themselves, right? So you're sort right, of always, exactly. uh, you know, treading that, 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 that tightrope where you want to encourage them, um, but you also want to, you know, give them a sort of a healthy dose of reality. So how did you navigate that with your three girls? Oh, wow. How did I do that? Um, I think that it took, it, my ex-wife and I, 
in the, before we started having children, decided that we didn't want to raise our future children um, with the the same sort of oppression that I think that we grew up with, um, uh, with yep. our parents being in the 50s and 60s. Yep. So as the girls started, started um, growing and, and learning and, and communicating and, and education and all the things, um, we we treated them with a tremendous amount of respect. Right. And we listened. They, they could share anything that they wanted to share. Uh -huh. They could ask anything they wanted to ask. And, and we were there to, to talk through it and to be, and to be a part of that experience, however they needed us to be a part of it. Um, always correcting all, you know, discipline and co course correcting where it needed to, needed mm -hmm. to, to happen. Um, and then when and skipping ahead, when 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 the when my coming out process started, um, two thousand seven, it was it was turmoil for the family for the girls. Um, they were all in in high school, middle school, um, and it took a lot of 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 effort, a lot of of thought for me to navigate that because they needed to know that I was always there for them. Yes, and. And the way that we got through it was I listened to all the, all the anger, all the frustration, all the tears, anything that they needed to share about their experience, that their family was changing. I was listening. Yep. So to bring that, if I can bring that to the, to working with a client, I, I was, I'm always a listener. I, I, I tend to, that's something I go to. But I'm, I'm listening to the client. I'm trying to listen to where they are. I'm trying to watch for their body language and, and, and be a part of the experience with them. Um, so so getting, getting away from some of the technicals, you know, being confident in my camera and, and how the thing works, I can then be more present yes. with them, with yeah. the client, going through whatever they're going through. Um, I'll take a break. <sighs> take a break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a really good question um that that you asked and i think that some of the testimonials that that clients have shared with me after we've done um either a lifestyle shoot or just a portrait shoot um is is they they enjoy the experience that it's not they they forget that they're taking pictures that there's a product at the end that they're going for and i really try to try to be a part of it with them so, so their experience is what's coming through their eyes and their, and their facial expressions. And they're, they're fully alive in the image, if that makes sense. I'm nodding, nodding, nodding. I know it's a podcast and <laughs> nodding is useless, but, you know, I wanted to let you speak. But I'm nodding so enthusiastically with everything you say here, Brian. And, it, look, it is definitely a, uh, a personality trait that you have, but it's not – something that you can't learn with um, constant practice and experience. And I think uh, the greatest gift as a portrait photographer that you can give the person that you're photographing is A, to listen and B, to really see them. And often mm, um, yeah. what happens to us, uh, especially when we're new and green, is you're so hung up on the, 
All right, so I think I need to do F8, ISO 200, no, <laughs> ISO 100. What lens should I use? And you, you, you're not even seeing the person. And then you're, you're so hung up on the technical that you go, oh, my God, the light looks amazing. And then meanwhile, this person's got this confused look on their face because you're so hung up on the technical that you, you miss actually seeing the person. So I think the best advice yes. I can give that to anyone, and, and you did touch on this, is if you know your camera backwards and so not to not to jump in and want because everyone's in a hurry and I love that you're playing the long game I love that about you Brian that you're just taking your time and doing this and you'll be ready when you're ready which is fantastic but a lot of people are in a hurry so it's like okay I got the camera I pull it out of the box I've got two flashes let's go and so every shoot becomes this it's all about the technical and then they miss the actual person. So slowing down, let's shoot auto for a while, then we move to manual, then we just stick with daylight till we've mastered daylight and then we move to, to flash. And then what all the while the, the person that you're photographing, they're the hero of the whole day and that's all you care about and, you know, that's what you yes. do. And so you capture these really beautiful images you see the actual person so it's no wonder that you um you get the shots that you do so on that I know I ask long questions what <laughs> what are a couple of tips that uh, some things that you do you probably do them intuitively but I'm going to ask you to maybe have a think about it what do you do that can make someone feel relaxed in front of the camera God, I do. I guess I do do it instinctively. You do. It's um, all. It's all intuitive. But now you're going to uh, have to think about it. Um, I think that I, I, I generally, depending on how well I know the client. Let me break. Let me break versus, it down. Let, no, let me start. It's a complete yeah. stranger. Okay. Okay, stranger. Um, um, are you meeting them before you actually do the shoot? what's what's the first point of contact like so someone's approached you and said i need a new headshot what, what does brian do next the what i have been doing there, especially during the pandemic is i schedule a zoom call with them uh -huh. and and we are on camera yep and we are talking we're yes. just chatting about what their what their goal is what do they do what do they need them for um i talk about a little bit about myself about where i've where I've come from, you know, my, my photography career anyway. Um, and just, and we just have a conversation. There's no rush to it. We don't, we don't talk pricing. It's just, tell me about you. Tell me how I can help. What, do, what, do, what do you need? Uh -huh. um, Perfect. And then when, and then when it's time to do the photo shoot, I mean, I've been taking, I would be taking notes during the call um, and it's time for the shoot. I've got my notes. I've, I've read them before the client arrives. Um, to refresh, you know, what, what are we working on and make sure I've got everything. And sometimes there's little clues that they give me. That's not part of the shoot per se, but it's little clues about a vacation they might've taken yeah. or a, a training class they might've taken just something to relax them and, and to have a, a relationship, you know, to have a correlation between our conversations. Um, and then, and then we just, we start working on the, on the actual photography from there. Fantastic. And so when you're doing the actual shoot, how much are you talking? Constant. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like our 
conversation right now. Constant. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, I do, because I don't want that. I remember that time um, years ago when I wasn't as confident. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm stuck behind the, the camera screen and I'm, I'm yeah. working on, you know, in my head. And I, and I think that's, that's an awkward feeling for the client, regardless of how well we know each other. Yes. Um, so we start shooting, I start talking, we start <laughs> conversing. And, um, you know, I, I don't put a huge time limit on a portrait shoot, for yeah. example. Yeah. Um, there, there's boundaries, you know, there's a, our limits, but I, I want them to have a casual experience. Yes. Um, I don't want them to feel rushed. So talking through it, um, directing, you know, showing them the pose that I'm trying to go for, uh-huh. um, for working so you'll, you'll with. Get, you'll get in there and show them the actual pose. Do you feel oh, very, yes. do you feel confident in that regard now that it gets compared to a few years ago? Definitely yeah. compared to the few years ago. I'm not all the way there. I don't think yet, but I, yeah. I am not afraid to, to get in there and just play with it. And let's see. Yes. And I yes. tell them, let's have a play with this. What do you think yes. of this? Yes. Um, yeah. And what do you think that does, Brian, when you get in there in front of the camera and show them the pose as the, and they get to see you doing it? How, how, how do you see the change in the, in the person that you're photographing once they witness you in the pose? I think it takes, the, it takes a level of fear out. Like they're afraid to do something wrong. Yes. You know, they can't do anything wrong, <laughs> but they, they have a fear that they have to, like, I should know how to do this. Well, no, you should not have to know how to do that. You know, you've never done it before, for example. Yes. Um, or perhaps. So I get in there and and sometimes I'm a little silly. Yes. But, you know, I'm I'm playing along with the the pose that I want to get. And and I said, we're just going to give it a try. And, and before I even get back in behind the camera, we're doing it together. We're like twins, you know. Okay, yeah, right. Well, let's move this leg this way. Move your hip this way. Let's just try this. You know, if I'm if I'm working with a like more maybe more typically a female client and we have a scarf or a hat right. or something, right. I'm I am throwing that scarf all around <laughs> me and I'm playing with it to see how you know so they can they can relax and we're going to have fun with it and we will get there you know we'll get the shot but um, it's more important to me that they are comfortable. Yes, and you're not afraid to have some fun. Brian and let down your guard and be silly for the camera so that they feel more relaxed. Completely. Yep. Completely. If I'm, if I'm, if I feel rigid and, and stiff and, and nervous and um, stressed, they're going to feel it. And that is not going to produce a decent image for, for either of us. Absolutely. And so how long would you spend um, directing and posing a shot? Until we got it. Yeah. I, think. I love perfect I mean, we, answer. Yes. Yeah. There isn't a because, time frame, is there? Because <laughs> some people uh, probably I would say uh, 30% of the population you can say, hey, I want you to stand like this. You can show them a photo. You can demonstrate it. They just get it. The other 70% don't. There's probably another 30% that will never get it. They just mm-hmm. They just can't. And then there's the rest are somewhere in the middle. And I think when I was first starting out, I expected everyone to know how to do these things. And, and you know, I would get frustrated if people couldn't do these elaborate poses that are pulled out of Vogue magazine. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't understand why you can't do this. This model can. Why can't you, lady? You know, 
but lady who's never modelled before in her life. So I think it's it's really important because there are a lot of photographers out there um, that kind of believe that it's the job of the person that you're photographing to give you the pose, whereas I believe if you want to get a great shot, you've got to show them and um, help them with it and, and that's the job of the photographer and spend, as Absolutely. you said, as long as it takes and that could be three it minutes, it could be an hour. Absolutely. I did. I have a. I had a client very recently that um, an, an older gentleman um, that I was working on the on a pose that we were we had talked about it. We were trying to get there, and I was I was giving him examples, and we were playing along with it, and just trying to make it all work. And I I eventually he he just he wasn't getting there, and I could see in his facial expression that he was getting frustrated and tired uh-huh. and it just wasn't you know it wasn't like the epitome of the shoot it was just one of the things we were working on and and eventually i just said do you want to do you want to move on to the next one we can we can come back to it if we want yeah can we just do that that'll be great i'll be i'm fine i'm fine and he was you know we we did shake it off um but it was important for me that he knew that it was okay that it's not wrong it just it's just one that wasn't working. It wasn't, yeah. he wasn't feeling it in his own body. So yeah. let's move on to the next one. And that's great that you could recognize and pick, pick up on that. So I think that being um, a little bit intuitive and being able to read people and see those and you get better at it. It's something that I think I certainly didn't notice what, if someone was unhappy or not unhappy because I was so in my head when I first started out. Yeah. But, but now Indeed. I can see. Uh, the change, like I can look at the hands and if they're clenched, you go, oh, this person's nervous. Or you just, again, it sounds woo-woo, you can pick up on their energy. You can tell, you can feel the anxiety. And I think something that a really good trick for photographers, particularly portrait photographers, is to sit for another photographer or do a selfie. But it's better to sit for another photographer because then you feel what it's like to be photographed. And it's it does um, create anxiety. It's, uh, you know, because you feel very vulnerable in front of the camera and especially when they go, oh, that looks great. Let me zoom in on your face at um, 300%. Have a look at your eyes there. You go, no, no one needs to see that. <laughs> That's really mean. So, so you kind of um, you understand all of that. But those little slight little, the way someone holds their mouth or they clench their hands or the slope of the shoulders, you can learn to read people. And the more you do it, uh, the more you, 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 you learn to read. I guess it's like reading, you know, learning words. You have a couple of words when you're a child and by the time you're an adult, you've got hopefully several hundreds of thousands of words in your vocabulary you know is that right Right. for you was that your experience yes yes and it's um it 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 does get easier um i I, there are still some nerves when i start a shoot but when i'm when i remind myself the priority is my client and how they feel yes you know i can put all that all that away and and i see that in all your images i just see that they glow they seem so relaxed and happy and confident, and I think that's um, full credit to you and, and the way that you shoot. Now, um, 
I also want to ask you about your experience. So you started as a goldie uh, from from day one, and uh, I think you were with us for a while. You took a little break, and you've now come back. How has that experience been for you, Brian? In terms of uh, what have you learnt uh, from the community, and um, you know, how, have you tried the zero to hero course? And um, yeah, what's the whole experience of being a goldie the been whole like experience. for you? Um, it's it's it has. I think that it has made the difference. It has got being a member of the gold community has gotten me put me. I don't know the grammar. I am where I am because of the golden gold community. Um, the encouragement, the the passion that everyone has in there, the your ability to be in all those conversations all the time to to nudge us along, to encourage us, to give us some real talk sometimes too. Um, is has really made all the difference in the world. Um, the the tutorials, even, I forget that there's so many out there that I should be going back to. Right. <laughs> um, but I do, I do go back and search the catalog. Um, the the Photoshop, my Photoshop skills have have grown exponentially in the last um, two to three years because of your tutorials. Um, the ability to get a to put a, a picture out on the on the Facebook group and and members who are in the same boat as I am, you know, are commenting and giving critique and giving suggestions and really making all the difference in the world to to make to get to the next level for um, either for editing or for shooting, for lighting, for, for all kinds of things. Um, but then and also at the same time. There are photographers who are beyond me, who are mm. more advanced than me, doing more than me. And I watch them grow and, I, and I'm inspired by what they're doing and, and the kinds of questions that they're asking you um, in the group and on the AMAs. Um, it's like, I'm, I'm going to get there. But this is amazing to put in my toolbox to the kinds of things that they're learning. Yeah, and, and that the motto in the uh, the gold community is a rising rising tide lifts all boats, and it's like you know, um, anyone that's ahead of us, that there is enough, there are more than enough clients in this world for everyone, Brian. And I've never been one to be competitive, and that's why I openly share um, all my lighting secrets, all my posing and directing. You know, the, this podcast is over nearly four hundred episodes of, you know, me just emptying my brain. <laughs> every week <laughs> and, we and I'm not it. afraid to do that because it's like you know um that's the, the purpose of life is to discover your gift and then share it and uh help everyone because you know uh, there is enough to go around and that's what I encourage uh an anti-competitive sort of vibe in the gold community so you don't get that oh there's Sally again sharing her unreal photos and you know there is none of that you know the I've the never new, seen it never never, never. there's it. no jealousy um it's like the, 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 what I love is it's a place where if you get new gear or you get a great job everyone cheers but then the flip side of photography is you have a bad day you can you can post about that bad day and everyone commiserates and not only do they commiserate they also share their own stories topping your story <laughs> so that you feel better about your your horrible day oh yeah let me let me let me you know see your terrible day and raise it by seven notches and here's what happened to me 
And uh, I love I love that about the Goldies, and you're definitely um, a much loved member of the community. And I'm I'm just thrilled that you're back, uh, Brian. So so Thank thanks you. for sharing Thank those you. thoughts. Um, before we go, I just want to uh, talk about how you're now niching down your photography. So when you started, I guess it was photographing everything. Yes. And just saying yes to everything. And now you seem yes. to be kind of like what is if uh, hand on heart, if there was one thing that you could just photograph for the rest of your life, what would that be? It would be it would be male portraiture. Yes. And it you know be, what? It shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go yeah. to your website, which is brianbecknellphotography.com, <laughs> so it's uh, Becknell is spelt B-E-C-N-E-L, photography.com, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, brianbecknellphotography.com. There is a se- section of male portraiture and it's just so beautiful. It's like um, it glows. I can't, they stand Thank out. You. They really do. And you can Thank see you. the love and the joy uh, in those images. And then that's not to say um, that your corporate headshots aren't very beautiful as well, but there's just something else. I don't know, love, joy, passion in those images. It's, so what's the plan for you to yeah. niche down and become Brian Becknell, male portrait photographer? Uh, <laughs> speaking of Goldies, I don't know if you realize the, you must you must have the, the sequence of events um, of of Valerie's AMA where she yeah, covered a lot the of the business AMA, side of things. which was brilliant. Well, then, how lucky are you guys to get Val? You know, to, to, to do a business. Yes, <laughs> truly amazing. And then right after that was, uh, thankfully, you were feeling better, and there was a podcast where you talked about um, steps to yes. the long game to get there. Yes. Um, so niching down to just that is so exciting. It is yeah. so exciting, Gina. Um, but there's a fe- there. Um, honestly, there's a fear factor of what if I don't make it? What if I can't make it financially? What yeah, if there's what if not you do, Brian? What? Why are oh, we wasting our time <laughs> focusing on everything that could go wrong when there is just as much likelihood that everything could go right? It's just a state of mind that we have that we that that our brains need to go. All right, I need to protect you because my brain was invented in the Stone Age, and it's all about keeping you safe. And keeping you safe means I need to keep you small. So it's not that you lack mm. skill. Brian, your greatest and everyone, everyone is in the same boat. Your greatest enemy is yourself and your mind that's going to talk you out of doing everything. So if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So why not just focus on, well, I'm going to do this and just have that confidence because, you know, it's just as likely to be successful as, as, as not. And and yeah. the formula is really simple. You just keep going. That's the formula <laughs> to success. That's it. Just keep going. And then finally, uh, I I would I if I was you would change my name to Brian Becknell, male portrait photographer. You'll still get the other gigs, but now you've niched down. Florida male portrait oh photographer, oh niche down even further. <laughs> that was me. And if you want to niche down even podcast. further, Orlando, Florida male portrait photographer this guy specializes in male portrait photography yeah 
my LinkedIn profile is coming up. That's what your LinkedIn profile is going to be. It's going to be that specialized. Be, yeah. And then yeah. you take away all the other work and it's just your male portrait photography. And then every month you'll do um, a series of um, portfolio shots where you do exactly what you want to do, exactly what like ah. all that stuff that's in your mind's eye. And I know exactly, you know, all those shower shots that you love to do, right? People in the <laughs> People in the surf. In full suits. Like, I know you love all of that stuff. I love all of that I stuff do, too. I, I would be a male portrait photographer if I could as well because that's my preference too. So That's my preference. Yes, I don't I, understand women. I never have. I can't photograph them. <laughs> Honestly, it's too frou-frou for yeah. me. I get it's, men. It's I know the angles. <laughs> I understand. I understand the poses. Women is a whole different ball game. So... Why wouldn't Brian Becknell become Brian Becknell, Orlando, Florida, Florida male portrait photography? Exactly. Black and white. He <laughs> couldn't eat uh, now. Uh, just be, and then you could have exhibitions. Oh, Gina. There'd you make book. it seem so possible. But it's possible. Of course it's possible. This time next year. Of course it is. What's the date? Yep. Are you allowed to say out loud that the date for the, the, the exit, the work, and become full-time photographer? April 23. April 23. April 20, 2023. Yep. That's my date. 2023. So, so that's two years. Less, okay. So let's um let's hold you accountable because I'll interview you in another two years. Um oh, what what are you going to do what are you going to do from now until then? Let's uh work backwards to get to that goal. I am I I've listened to the Jeff Brown um, Uh-huh episodes listen to those again um of course valerie's ama i'm yes. going to niche down my website yes. and i'm going to create my linkedin professional photography uh-huh. uh, profile there okay that's all the and business am, side the practical side now that is and i am going to uh monthly i'm going to line up a client um just to do portfolio shoots all right so out loud what's the first shot going to be tell me the first two photos that you're going to do First two photos. Yeah, first, first two, two photos. First, the the yeah. first two clients that you like, your first two folio yep. shots that you're going to do, and where are you going to find these models? Um, the the first client will be Luke. Uh huh. Um, <clears throat> he's a he and I um, are follow each other on Instagram. Yep. And he's nearby, and he's a uh, violin player. Oh, brilliant! Violinist. That's how you say that. Violinist. Uh-huh. Um, so he's going to be first for a portfolio shoot. Uh-huh. Um, the second one is going to be Morgan, I believe. Right. Yeah, Morgan. Brilliant. Um, we've been friends for a number of years, and I've wanted to photograph him. So he's going to be second. All right. So today's the, as we're recording, 16th of November. Um, when am I going to see the first shot? <laughs> I'm holding you accountable. On. Yes, let's do this. <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, well, can I, I'll give you a month. Well, we have the holidays coming. Yeah, oh, you've a got month. a okay. month. Is that enough? 15th. Uh, so I want it before Christmas because otherwise before I've got to Christmas. wait till okay. January. Yeah. All right, December 15th. Okay, so December 15th, you're going to post a uh, portrait to the um, – so you want to be a photographer podcast group and also to the Goldies. That's right. Fantastic. I can't wait to see it. Um, 
Brian, okay. it's been an absolute delight to chat with you today. Um, are we, are we I, done already? We're done already. <laughs> it went so quickly, didn't it? But we're going to chat again in a couple of years when um, right. you launch Brian Becknell. Um, Orlando, Florida, male portrait photographer. We might we'll, we'll workshop that name, but uh, we're going to okay. niche down. Um, you're an absolute delight to um, teach. Um, I love working with you, and I've loved chatting with you. And I just see a really big, bright, beautiful future for you ahead. And I just wish you nothing but continued success. Oh. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you for everything that you do, and Valerie and the team. I couldn't do it without you. Thank you so very much. Thank you. That was awesome. I think also one thing that comes across is that Brian is just such a warm person. So if you are a client of his, you can't help but trust him and you can't help but you know, warm to him. You know, yeah. I've worked with many photographers and some are just prickly from the start for some reason. <laughs> um, but that's certainly not Brian. So I think that already puts him so many steps ahead yes. of of those who don't have that level of connection with other, other people. So, yeah, I loved hearing from Brian. Yeah, and I'm so excited for Brian's future. I can't wait to see. And I said, like, Let's let's do this again in a couple of years and see where you're at. So you know um, that would be very exciting. So um, and of yeah, course, we- Brian, this is for you. I love the fact that you're from Orlando. Orlando, <laughs> I love you, Orlando. <laughs> I had to. Sorry, Valerie <laughs> is a lover of musicals. If you've ever been to a musical with Valerie, it's it's. The joy that 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 oozes out of Valerie. It's kind of like when I look over, I'm like, and it's this is lovely. This is a compliment, Val. I see a four-year-old <laughs> just in rapture, clapping, <laughs> singing along. I do not crying. sing when I'm in there. No, I no, will but tell you're you. crying and clapping and just loving every moment. And it's so lovely. I don't get it, but it's so lovely <laughs> to see someone that just adores musicals the way you do. And apparently um, Brian is, you know, into that particular one as well. Uh, Book of Mormon, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Only because you've told me off for not remembering before. (laughs) 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 All right, let's move on. So, um, yeah, it's great to have Brian on the podcast. I'm absolutely thrilled. Uh, But now let's move on. What are you doing in the coming week, Gina? All right, so we are in the home straight. I've been, like, for the last uh, three months, I've been working on probably the biggest project I've ever undertaken. And so it looks like that should be wrapping a couple of days before Christmas. So I'm super excited about that. Um, Mm. And uh, and then uh, I've got – did I tell you about my my soup that I'm cooking tonight, Val? Oh, you're cooking faux or fur, isn't that right? Yeah, so it's um, it's 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 spelt P H O. It's a Vietnamese yep. um, and I've made Soup. it with beef bones and uh, herbs from a, that a friend dropped off yesterday, and it's it's actually pronounced um, fur, fur, yeah. And uh, so that's bubbling away. So I'm just about to go and um, have some of that, which I'm very excited. I made you jealous when I told you about it. I, I know I'm jealous. Yeah, I absolutely it, love that. And they don't that sell it at no. night at your place. No, no, oh, no. Well. Oh well. So that's my week. What are you doing, Val? 
Goodness me, I'll be spending some time in the studio. I think one of the things that I'm really feeling, because usually by this time of the year, um, every year, I'm already feeling exhausted and I cannot wait for the year to end because so much has gone on. It's been so hectic and all of that. But actually, because of the prolonged lockdowns that we've experienced, I don't feel that because my, you know, diary has not been full of activity and this and that and the other. It's starting to pick up now, but, you know, this is, it's, um, it's, it's actually a great feeling not to get get to November and not feel like you just want the year to be over. Um, I, I'm, it's a unusual feeling because it's not one that's I'm familiar with this time of year. And I just think it's great. I want to keep this feeling. I, I think, don't... I think that's what we've all experienced because we've missed out on seeing mm. friends and loved ones and family and uh, for so long that just the thought of now seeing my entire family at Christmas, I cannot wait because that'll be the first mm. time we'll all be together for since um, August, the start of August for us, so, which is a long time for an Italian family. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm excited by that. And then every anytime anyone says, hey, do you want to have a coffee? Or do you want to catch up? I'm like, yes, which is <laughs> unusual for me. So yes. yeah, there's a whole heap of um, catch-ups planned. I'm very excited. And I think, yeah, that's been the gift of these lockdowns is that 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 gratitude and, and it is lovely to not be burned out and let some I think let's try and hang on to that feeling. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Gina, where do we find you online? I'm at ginamilitia.com. So that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And I'm on social media at Gina Militia. And if you want to take your photography to the next level, just like our lovely Brian Becknell did, um, Mm. you can find uh, the gold community at ginamilitia.com and click on membership. membership. I got it. I had it, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You'll find me at Valerie Koo. That's K-H-O-O on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.